This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 563. Thanks for joining me. It's great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the Vodafone State of the Scam Report is a real eye-opener and it shows, you know what, we've still got a massive problem. But Norton has released a new AI-powered app that can help you spot the scams. And my affair with Tesla has come to an end. I've actually gone back to my ex. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the DJI Osmo Action 4 camera. Oppo has launched the new Renault 10 5G smartphone. And Blue Ant releases a tiny but mighty portable Bluetooth speaker. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, I don't think there is ever too much information out there about scams and phishing emails and all these things. I think the more information we can we can put out there, the better, because it's only going to help people like yourself to help uh, you avoid becoming a victim. So I'm always, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about these things. Later on, we're going to talk about the new Norton app as well. So uh, that, that, that's really important uh, for the, to detect the scams. But let's have a look, first of all, at Vodafone's State of Scams report. This is their SOS report that was released last week, and it alarmingly shows that scams have touched 80% of Australians have been a victim of an SMS scam, while 75% have been touched by phone fraud as well. Now, in their report, it found that 44% of Australians had lost between 10 bucks and 49 bucks to scammers, uh, and a further 14% had lost between $50 and $99. Yet the highest losses, this is 2% of all Australians. So you do the math, that's a lot of people. 2% have lost $10,000 or more. And the alarming thing about this report, apart from the fact that there is still a lot of people falling victim, the other other part of it I reckon that really needs us to, to pay attention to is the fact that it's not just one section of the community being targeted. By that I mean it's not just older, less tech-savvy people that are being tricked with these scams. It's it's almost even across the board in terms of the percentage of people, depending on their the generation they happen to fit in. So whether you're a, a Gen Z or a baby boomer, it's 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 turning out that there are equal number, almost equal number of victims in each of those age groups. So it just really speaks to the fact that the scams are becoming a bit more sophisticated. They're working doesn't matter how tech-savvy you happen to be, if they create that sense of panic that makes you act, then you're that's the first step in you becoming a victim. 
And the, uh, the other thing too I noticed is that there are a lot of people who are not reporting scams. And the, 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 the figures that we're seeing, I think you can add another 30 or 40% because there are a few, few people who I think are maybe ashamed to admit that they were fooled. The SOS report found that 75% of victims are not reporting the fraud while 41% get in touch with the ACCC scam watch, only 41% are getting in touch with scam watch. Reporting these, what that does, it helps, it will, it advises these these bodies, so the ACCC uh, and the and scam watch. That's a that's the 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 boards there that that handle this information to then offer it for other people. So the more people who report their fraud. That that steps that that helps step up the warnings for other other people, so your your experience could help someone else uh, from to help them stop becoming a victim to not become a victim. the The research also showed that they're still getting through cyber criminals still getting through to a third of Australians, despite the fact that Vodafone's own systems have stopped 30, nearly 39 million scam text, message, text messages since the start of 2023. And they've blocked 6 million scam calls on their network as well, despite those numbers still getting through to a third of Australians who receive at least one scam text or one call per week. So those filters are great for... for detecting the obvious scams. There's wording and links and various things that identify something as a scam, but there are still others that are getting through the cracks and that are, and, and these are these are also the, the ones that are that are springing that are springing people into trouble. So I think that there is a maybe a section of people thinking, oh, she'll be right. There, there are there are filters that can help prevent these from coming onto my phone. I know Telstra speak very highly about their cleaner pipes initiative and their, their, how how successful that has been. But there there may be some people who think, well, if it got through that, it must be real. So it's kind of counterintuitive how the fact that these filters are in place that doesn't mean that a scam text message or an email isn't going to still get to you. So that's something we really need to take in, into account. I think, uh, as, un, as sad as this sounds, assume that every text message and every email that you receive from someone you don't know, even if it's, even if it's from a bank, I think the default position we have to adopt is to assume that it's a scam and then work backwards from there. Because if you just take everything on face value and assume, oh, I've got, a, I've got a text message from my bank or my account's in trouble, hang on a minute, let me click on this link and I'll fix it up, then that's the first step of you becoming a victim. So I think we need to uh, really, really pay attention. We also need to not react. I've said this so many times, don't react. In, the, in Vodafone's research, not only have they done the age breakdowns, but also the types of scams that are being found. And the report found that more than half of scams were trying to gain personal information. So personal information, that can then be used to either steal money from your bank accounts or to, to steal your identity. So the personal information they're after is your name, your age, address, passport number, license number, bank account details, passwords, all those sorts of that sort of information. And you might think, I'll never, I'd never fall for that. But there are some scams that that put you in a state of thinking, oh, geez, I need to I need to fix this up straight away. It, it'll the the common scam would say, 
uh, there has been $475 spent out of your account, unauthorized payment out of your account. Was this you? Uh, click here to recover your account. And a lot of people think, oh, God, I don't want to lose $450. And they click through and they're talking or, or conversing online with someone that they think is from the bank or from that institution. And it's, in fact, a cyber criminal that's, that's, that's standing there ready to take all your information, ready to take your password, ready to take as many as they can. Almost half of the people in the survey said they'd been targeted by scanners who said, scammers who said they were entitled to money or other assets. This was, during COVID, this was a very successful scam, I'm sorry to say, where there were people looking to get their JobKeeper payments. So these bludgers, they sent through a whole bunch of text messages to say, to expedite your JobKeeper, uh, your JobKeeper application, click here and we'll put you at the top of the line. A lot of people assume they said, well, bloody oath, I need the money. Here we go. Let's get it cracking. And little do they know they were dealing with a cyber criminal and they lost money. So at a time when they needed the money the most, that's when they lost it. That's how opportunistic these cyber criminals are and how extra, extra careful we need to be. There was a third also targeted with uh, things like travel and prizes and lottery scams. That, that was kind of a back in the day, that was a very common thing. You've won $35 million, send us send us $100 to process the payment. Uh, my response was, we'll take it out of the $35 million, mate. What do you need 100 out of me for? But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not. I know they still go on, but I think we're pretty much uh, up with that being a being a scam anyway. So Vodafone have not only come up with their this information, they've also come up with an approach to help you identify fraudulent texts and calls. They call it their three S approach. The first S is scrutinize. Be on the lookout for suspicious or unfamiliar numbers, names, or addresses. It goes back to what I said before. If you don't know who it's from, you don't know if it's real, then assume it's a scam. Start at that position. The second S, strange. Stay alert to strange or unusual requests for financial and personal information. Well, we've also mentioned this. And again, this is that scam that, that wants to put a sense of urgency, wants to make you act straight away. Help us recover your account now. Your toll hasn't been processed. You, your Netflix account has been compromised. It may be shut down. Click here and we'll help you. They're the ones that are strange, unusual requests for, for information. And the other, the third S is seek. Seek out official phone numbers and websites when SMS or callers say they are from a specific organization. So if you want, if someone rings up and says, listen, I'm calling from Microsoft about a problem with your computer, you say, no worries, mate, I can't talk right now, but give me your name and extension, I'll call you back. If you get a call from Microsoft about a problem with your computer, it's a scam anyway, so hang up. But this is another, like if you get a call, and th this has happened to me, I got a call from the Commonwealth Bank. Some people saying, oh, we want to talk to you about your account. We're from the Commonwealth Bank. I said, how do I know that you're from the Commonwealth Bank? They were sort of, here's our name and extension. You can ring me back. And I said, well, you can, you can give me any name, number, and extension. I don't know the Commonwealth Bank number off by heart. So you could be telling me anything. And they said, okay, well, or you can go into a branch and, and confirm there. And I ended up going into the branch. It was a legit call. There was a legit issue with my account that was sorted. It was a very minor thing. But that's an example of me not believing a, actual, a real phone call and going to the bank and confirming that it was real. The best thing for you to do is not assume that the call you're getting or the message you're getting is real. 
So if you get a, a message from PayPal to say, oh, your account, someone's made a payment out of your account, uh, just click here and we'll rectify it, go to PayPal. Go online, log into your account, see what's what. Go to your bank. Ring, ring the electricity company. Ring the gas company. Just take that trouble to do that because it'll save you time. It'll save you money. It'll save you heartache if you if these are if these are scams. Some great uh, stats there from Vodafone, and also some great advice on how to, you can uh, not become a victim. Stick around to the next segment. We're going to talk about an app that can help you uh, identify scams even easier. But in the meantime, if you want to take a closer look at the Vodafone State of Scams report, there's a couple of really good infographics you can read. Uh, you can check them out if you want to check their story out at techguide.com.au. Well, we've been talking about scams and what you should do. Well, guess what? Norton, who's one of our great sponsors, has come up with a new and free app that can help you uh, spot a scam, and it uses AI. The app is called Norton Genie, and what it's designed to do, it, it's a free download at the moment for iPhone users. Android is coming. If you download this and you receive what you think is a suspicious text message or email or or so what you can do is you can either take a photo, like take a screenshot and add it to upload it to the app or just cut and paste the text and add that into the app as well. Now, Norton is, as you know, a leading global cyber, cyber safety brand. They do know what they're doing in this department. And this is like having a 24-7 expert in your pocket. So if you receive a message, rather than you asking an expert, you can simply add it to this app and it will then use AI to, to tell you whether it's a scam, whether it's unsure, and, if, and even tell you what to do. So staggering stat here is that 3.4 billion phishing emails are sent out daily. I don't know what the – is the population like six, six, seven billion people in the world? That's nearly one in two. That is one in two people receiving a phishing email every day, half of the world's population. That's just, that's just emails. Imagine text messages as well. So the app uses advanced AI – and it actually, it, it, it really, it taps into Norton's extensive cybersecurity experience, their database, so that they can index what, what, what you've sent them to with what they know and let you know instantly whether what, you're, what you've sent them is a scam or if it's nothing to worry about or whether they just don't know. This is a thing as well. Like when in doubt, leave it out. That's kind of my saying with everything. If, if there's any doubt in it, don't do it. Leave it out. So that, that also applies here as well. So what they've done, they've used their decades of experience to, for uncovering and identifying malware, spam, phishing attacks, and dangerous websites. Anyone with Norton 360, uh, and they're, as I said, one of their great sponsors of our show, have been for years, their expertise is second to none. If you've got Norton installed on your computer, including Macs, by the way, I'm using Mac and I've got this on all of my Macs. So don't think Macs are impervious to any kind of malware and scams and phishing attacks and malicious websites. 
this has pulled me up on a number of occasions when I've clicked the link and it just comes up red on my browser saying dangerous website and it's it's blocked me from going there. So it's really got you back. So imagine that expertise in your pocket with your phone and allowing you to cut and paste or screenshot a text message or an email and then it will then use AI and Norton's amazing database and, and experience to let you know whether it's a scam or not. So not only will it help you identify the scams and the dodgy websites, it'll also advise you on what to do next, including it'll tell you like delete the message immediately or if you've clicked the link, it'll tell you what to do as well. They might say, look, change your password, change your this, change that uh, to help uh, avoid you, uh, avoid any, any kind of damage. And it'll also do things like answer questions on how it knew the message was a scam. So if it comes up as a scam, we'll say, well, how do you know that? Well, this is a very common link sent from this part of the world and it's, it's by this syndicate and we, we've seen this before. So you can then learn again what, what, what it's all about. And being AI means that it gets better with time. So the more people upload their texts and and photos that they think is is a scam, then the more experience the app gets, the more it learns and it adds that to the database. It adds that to the memory bank so that people down the track will be able to tell instantly whether an whether a text message is a scam or not. I get calls on the radio. I received this message about my PayPal account and it says I've got to do this. And I said, well, that sounds like a scam to me. But that now instead of instead of having to ask other people with Norton Genie, you simply put that into the app and it'll tell you straight away. Now this app is free, by the way, free to download. It's available now on the Apple App Store, which means it's only up for iPhone users at the moment. There's an Android version of Norton Genie that's expected to be available in the coming months. So stick around for that one, uh, you Android users. But if you're an iPhone user, I would get this right away. I would get this uh, as soon as you possibly can because uh, if there's a way for you to avoid becoming a victim, this is a way to do it. If you want to read more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, well, I'm sure plenty of you guys have been following the saga around my electric car, my Tesla. And just as a bit of background, I've uh, I bought the Tesla five years ago, and uh, I sold it about six weeks ago. Uh, and I have actually uh, I purchased or I ordered the Mercedes Benz EQE which I took delivery of last week. And I wrote a story on Tech Guide about my whole experience. And I basically described my time with Tesla as like having an affair. I uh, I wrote it in, in a way to say, well, look, you know, Tesla, it was great while it lasted, but the affair's over. It was great, but now I'm back in the arms of my ex, which is Mercedes-Benz. I, I was driving Mercedes, uh, four Mercedes before I even got my the first Tesla, my first and last Tesla. Uh, maybe not my last, maybe you never know in the future, but I said in that that the five years felt like a bit of a fling and loving it until Tesla suddenly said it was all over. So what had happened I had ordered the Model S Plaid. So I drove the Model S, which is their sort of their top of the line model. And I had pre-ordered uh, my the Tesla Model S Plaid, which was the updated version of the Model S, back in August 2021. That's two years ago. 
And the lease for my car was due uh, in May this year, so May 23, started in 18, 2018, and expected delivery when I placed the order in 2021 was end of 2022. So I knew I'd had a bit of time, but I'm thinking by the time I get around to that, then I'll be ready to get into the new car. So I, I was waited patiently, and then as as December twenty two came and went, I'm thinking, okay, we're uh, we're going to be waiting a little bit longer. I was waiting and waiting, and the May the May uh, ending of my lease was approaching, and at the at the end, I think at the middle of May, I received an email from Tesla, which basically said it was like, look, the email was like, look, we need to talk, you and I, we need to talk. It's like they're saying, okay. The, the affair's over. And in that email, it was like Tesla was saying, look, it's not you, it's me. It's it's my fault that this is over. Because in that email, they told me that there will be, despite the fact that you've placed the order, we're very sorry we can't do anything because we are no longer going to make right-hand drive Model S's in the future. So uh, and it was great. It, the time we spent together was great. Uh, I, I know this is a difficult time for you to difficult for you to hear this, but you're not. We're not going to send the Model S is not coming, no more. So I thought, oh God, it was it was like a breakup. It really was. And to make me feel better, they offered me the Model Three or the Model Y at a three thousand dollar discount. But in my story, I said, look, but that's not who I fell in love with. I fell in love with the Model S. I don't want a Model Three or a Model Y. For a start, they're not as good as the Model S or the Model Y. Uh, or, or, or The Model S 3 and the Y are not in the same class as the Model S. I, I said at the time, it's like ordering lobster and then being offered chicken at a discount. I don't want that. I wanted the Model S. So I thought, well, I'm out. I think, well, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but the affair's over. And when it, when it was time for me to look around for other choices – well, the first company I thought of was, of course, my ex, which is Mercedes-Benz. As I said, I'd driven, I'd driven four Mercedes before I got my Tesla. And at the time, when I, when I, my first experience with the Tesla was in back in 2017 when I was offered the car to drive uh, so I could write about it on Tech Guide. and probably spoke about it here on the podcast back then. And I thought at the time I was driving a Mercedes-Benz E-Class, which is a beautiful car. Loved that car. Uh, but it, in comparison to the Model S, it felt old school. I'm thinking, here, here's this hot, younger, sexier car, and I'm driving this this old school vehicle. I thought, well, here's the future. I've got to get a Tesla. And that's exactly what I did. I kind of turned my back on Mercedes-Benz because, look, I wanted an EV, and at the time, Mercedes-Benz never had one. If Mercedes-Benz had an EV, I would have bought that on the spot. I wouldn't have gone to Tesla, but Tesla had, they were the only choice back then in 2018 for EVs. And I thought, why not? Let's go. And, and I'd driven it, as I said, before I, I bought my own one and loved it. I'm thinking, wow, this is the future. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm into this. And I, I was so taken with it. I was gulping the Kool-Aid. I'm, I'm part of a movement here. And I think I was helped part, I helped with the rise of Tesla, I think. The, the rise at that point was here's this young upstart company that are making only electric cars, taking on these hundred-year-old traditional car companies and just turning things on its head. It reminded me of when Apple introduced the iPhone. Remember back in 2007, the iPhone turned the smartphone industry on its head. 
And the reason for that is that Apple were approaching it in a different way. Apple was a computer company. They wanted to make a computer that makes phone calls. Whereas the traditional tel- the telephone companies, Nokia and everyone else, they had telephones that were trying to make into computers. It just didn't work. And that's why Apple had so much success. Now, Tesla has a little bit in common there. They were coming from the EV side. So rather than them having heritage of a, of a traditional car manufacturer, they're coming from the technology side. So they're thinking, okay, we're not trying to make a petrol car into an EV. We're trying to make an EV as a car. So they're, they're skipping all the stuff that all these other companies had done. And so that, that was, I think, why they were successful as well to begin with. And, and again, Tesla and Apple, a lot in common, both basically tech companies, visible, easily re- recognizable CEOs, millions of fanatical fans of their brands as well. So it was, it was a very similar path. But the irony, though, is that for all the years I drove a Tesla, you could never get CarPlay. Apple's CarPlay was never offered as a feature on the Tesla. And it's only now, since I've been driving the new Merc, the electric Merc, that I've been experiencing CarPlay. So I'm thinking, how good's this been? Where's all this been all that, that time? I, I missed out because Tesla didn't offer that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's come to an end. And I've got to say, you know what, looking back, I'm thinking Tesla, with, with, with the decision not to have a right-hand drive Model S, I think that's going to force a lot of, a lot of other drivers like myself to other brands. I, I think Tesla's a great first car for a lot of people. Whether they can keep them as for their second car is, I think, what's in question here. Well, they've lost me. I had one Tesla and I've left them. And who knows what could happen in the future? My, my current lease runs out in three years. So who knows where I'll be in three years and what cars are on offer in three years. It's a, a, a Three years is a long time in the auto industry. So we'll see where we're at then. But it was it's great to be back with Mercedes-Benz, I've got to say. And... Tesla, I think, might have done me a favor by by not updating the Model S because what I'm finding is that the Model S, by the way, the Plaid would have cost me more than the, the Mercedes-Benz I've, I've, uh, I've bought now and yet would not have anywhere near the luxury or, or the the heritage that Mercedes-Benz have. I think I've, I've done way better than the Model S Plaid in a beautiful car, drives great, all electric, luxurious, all the tech in it, it's fantastic. And I can remember even at the time when I was switching from Mercedes to Tesla, there was a few people, including my mate Trevor Long, Trevor, who we, uh, I, my co-host on Two Blokes Talking Tech, he was telling me at the time, he said, mate, you're mad. Because Mercedes is luxury. It's a good car. And I'm thinking, you know what? I kind of, uh, I, I looked past I looked past that. I, I thought, well, what, what the Tesla lacked in luxury and build quality, it made up for it with the cool factor. I, I, I remember when I first bought my Tesla and there'd be young kids hanging out of windows waving at me, thinking, oh, wow, they, they, why are they waving at me? Because I'm driving a bloody Tesla. So we, it was cool and therefore made me cool, I felt. I felt. But I looked like uh, the performance was amazing, the technology, the software updates. So there were, you'd wake up one morning and there's all these new features on the car. So that was that was appealing as well. It just it felt It felt right at the time. But you know what? Today, everyone's caught up with Tesla. Everyone, including the major companies, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, they've all got their own EVs now, and they're now starting to match it with Tesla. And the 
so the 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 way forward, I think now is that, that Tesla's lost its bit of its novelty. They they did have though first mover advantage when it came to all the Tesla superchargers and and all of those around the country. So they were visible even in the on the charging side as well. If you owned a Tesla, you could not only charge at a Tesla supercharger, but any other charger. Other EVs, I think now that's starting to change, could only charge at other chargers. So Tesla superchargers were only for Tesla vehicles. That's starting to change. Other car, other manufacturers will now be able to use them in the near future. But that was another thing that Tesla established first was this network of chargers and also the education of people, myself included, who about what EVs are, where to charge them, how to charge them, how far, how, how far can they go? Their range, all these things that they taught me, uh, that that no other car company at the time had that kind of expertise. But as I said, other companies are catching up, and it's more an even a more level playing field. But Tesla, I do not regret it one minute. I loved driving that car and loved the vehicle. Uh, it's now been sold. It's in the hands of, an, of a, another driver who's uh, going to take care of it as well as I did. Uh, they're very happy with that. But I'm now moved back, as I said, back to my ex, back to Mercedes-Benz with my EQE 350. Uh, and I'm very happy behind the wheel, I've got to say. But who knows what can happen with Tesla? I think I, I, I was I was a one-car one one-car Tesla driver Maybe they'll get me back in the future. Who knows? I, I, I don't. I, I don't regret my time spent in the Tesla. But great to be back in the arms of Mercedes Benz. And I always sort of saw Mercedes Benz as a company, as the other luxury brands, where they they want to establish. They don't want to sell you one car. They want to see your next five cars. You just feel that they want to build this relationship with you and try to have that kind of customer service. Whereas. Tesla today, like when I, my initial delivery of the Model S back in 2018, it was like an occasion. It was amazing. And I, I remember the whole thing. And I remember watching a lot of YouTube videos of people in the same boat. It's delivery day. We're going to get the Tesla. It's And that was exciting. But today, Tesla is selling so many Model S's and Model Y's. It's a case of, okay, yeah, uh, yep, yeah, your car's in, uh, in space number 34. Enjoy. <laughs> and that was about it. I picked up my Mercedes and there was – there was this uh, like a presentation of the keys and this leather, the leather satchel with all the the log books, the the service books in it, and there was uh, the a basket of goodies in the boot and an umbrella and key rings and everything, and it was uh, like everyone was shaking hands with me and saying like congratulations, and it did feel like a ceremony, but I don't know, things uh, things are a little bit different over at Tesla. The whole thing was uh, it was all an online purchase when you think of it, uh, the the whole thing. Although to be fair. A lot of companies, including Mercedes-Benz, now have cars you can order online. It's a stock that they know is coming into the country, and you can just put your name on it. So I know it's a lot It's a lot different. Five years is a long time, but yeah, Tesla, they serve me well, but I'm back at Mercedes. If you want to read that story, by the way, there's a lot of people that have commented on that story and how I sort of compared my whole thing as like an affair with Tesla, but um, I... Uh, if you want to read it for yourself, I've basically told you the whole thing now on the podcast, but feel free to read my pros at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive 
all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Got a few products to get through in this section of the podcast. Let's start with the DJI Osmo Action 4 camera. This is basically a GoPro challenger. This is an action camera that allows you to capture your adventures in exceptional quality. The Osmo Action 4 has a one and one-third image sensor. It's got a wide f2.8 aperture and can shoot 4K video at up to 120 frames per second. That makes for some good slow-mo right there. And it's got a 155-degree ultra-wide field view. So uh, it also has that sensor can really do work wonders in low-light conditions as well. But it's all about strapping this thing to your to your board or to your bike or to whatever you're doing, and giving you that remarkable that remarkable video quality. Now, there's also the 360 degree horizon steady stabilization mode, really important. Rocksteady 3.0 takes the shakes out of your first person video footage, and it also has horizon balancing and horizon steady for your horizontal video. So if you can, the reason it's called that is if you can see the horizon, it actually keeps that steady. So that that sort of gives you the impression that the whole video is steady as well. It has a 10-bit D-Log-M color mode and can display more than a billion colors and has a wider dynamic range and advanced color temperature sensors as well. So everything looks natural. Everything looks vibrant. You got to remember, DJI, what do they make? They also make drones. What's in a drone? A camera, are you getting the picture? So a lot of the technology that's in the drone cameras have now been uh, shrunken down into the Osmo Action 4. So I think the camera naturally is robust and water resistant. It can go to a depth of 18 meters without a case. That's pretty good. It's also easy to control and operate even with wet hands. That's one frustration if you've got wet hands. Touchscreens don't work. But these ones do. There's uh, built-in microphones as well and advanced wind noise reduction so your videos look as crisp as they sound. Uh, the camera also has Wi-Fi live streaming. So you can actually set up your phone as a hotspot and seamlessly broadcast your experience as it's happening. The Osmo Action 4 can let you switch also quickly between horizontal and vertical shooting. Yes, you can shoot your TikTok videos, Instagram reels, vertical as well as horizontal. So if you want to put it on YouTube, horizontal, put it on TikTok, vertical. Instagram reels, vertical. Allows you to do it without any cropping and without sacrificing any quality as well, by the way. There are two water stain resistant touchscreens. Water stain resistant, people say, what's that? I'm sure that you've seen on some GoPros and other waterproof devices that the water actually stays on the, on the screen or actually on the lens. So it does it does uh, help having that water stain resistant uh, on the touch screens as well. So it's easier to operate, but also no water will stick on the lens either. 
Um, and you can also, uh, it, it's really good not only for the front camera, There's a, sorry, the front display lets you frame yourself in, in, your, in your picture there. So you frame yourself in the video or photo. The back screen is more for reviewing, your, watching back your footage. There's also a quick switch button to make it easy to switch between the five different modes. And there's also voice control. This is handy because you can actually, it'll tell you what mode the camera's in without you having you to touch the camera or unmount it to check it out for yourself. You can also use your voice to control the camera. You say, okay, start shooting, recording, hands-free. Now on the battery side, the Osmo Action 4 has up to two and a half hours of filming time. And when it's time to recharge, this is pretty cool. It can get to 80%, back up to 80% in just 18 minutes. So if you're out in the field or, you know, you've been surfing or skiing or whatever you're doing, 18 minutes can get you back to 80%. So you can then head back out and start filming again. The companion light cut app can also connect wirelessly to the camera and give you the ability to preview your clips and run some auto editing without having to transfer the footage from the camera. The app also lets you see the live feed of the camera as well. That's very handy. It lets you activate, hit the, press the record button, all those sorts of things. There's also a lot of story templates and app editing tools in the app as well. Heaps of accessories. There's the chest strap, helmet, chin mount. There's the bike seat rail mount, the action adhesive base kit, mini handlebar mount, mini extension rod, backpack strap mount, among others. The Osmo Action 4, it's available now, priced at 629 bucks. That includes the camera and one extra battery and the Osmo Action horizontal vertical protection frame, all these other accessories. There's a uh, th th That's the standard combo, which is 629 The Action 4 Adventure combo is 819 Everything you get in the standard combo, as well as other cables and, and battery cases, extension rods, lens hoods, that's all in the in the adventure combo. So standard combo, 629 Adventure combo, 819 bucks. And if you want to check it out for yourself, you can take a look techguide.com.au. Well, let's move on to phones. And Oppo has released the Reno, Reno, I should say, Reno 10 5G smartphone. Now, this is a pretty cool-looking phone. It's got this curved 3D, 3D curved design. And at its thinnest point, it's just 7.99 millimeters thick. That's a pretty svelte phone. Supermodel thin right there. The Reno, the Reno 10 5G. There's a lot of numbers in that name. Reno, Reno 10, and it's a 5G phone. Okay. Reno 10 5G. What it also has, though, it has a 6.7 inch screen and a similarly 3D curved on the edge of the display's little curve. It has a 93% screen-to-body ratio. That means bezels are super thin. It's all screen on the front. So uh, that, that's pretty cool. It gives you this nice edge-to-edge -edge look thanks to those really thin lower and side bezels. The display, the display itself is a 120 hertz ultra-high refresh rate, can support a billion colors, so a pretty smooth experience, whatever you're watching, whatever app you're using, whatever game you're playing, pretty cool. Now, camera-wise, this is pretty cool. 64-megapixel half-inch sensor, and it also has a 32-megapixel telephoto portrait camera. Uh, 
Uh, it does include 2x optical zoom, so you can take these really high-resolution images at a 47-millimeter portrait focal length. That's pro-level stuff right there. The camera has an IMX709 RGBW sensor. That means great photos, but also sucks in a lot of light, so it produces really bright and sharp images even in low light something that we all do. Take photos in low light areas. You don't have great light all the time. The smartphone is powered by the MediaTek Dimensity 7050 5G mobile platform. So that's faster 5G, but also greater power efficiency as well. Under the hood, 8 gig of RAM, 256 gig of storage, does have a micro SD card slot so you can pump up an extra one terabyte with a micro SD card. But get this, you know, the RAM can be upgraded. You can expand the onboard RAM by converting unused read-only memory, so that 256 gig storage, that's what they call read-only memory. Remember CD-ROM, which is you can only read this, you can only read what's on the CD, you can't burn any other save any information. Same here, ROM space, read-only memory space. You can pinch 8 gig of that space convert that to extra RAM, so running more apps at the same time, switching between them even faster, so smoother experience right there. Let's talk about charging. The Reno 10 5G has 67-watt Super VOOC flash charge. This is Oppo's own invention, the Super VOOC charging, which means it can recharge the onboard 5,000 milliamp hour battery to 100% in just 47 minutes. Remarkable. And I think you get the charger in the box. I'm pretty sure. It's capable of 67 watt, but it. I think the charger's in there. I, I remember getting the Oppo Find N2 Flip. There was a charger in that as well. Um, the battery health engine is also on board. So not only are you getting efficient power usage, but it all, can also extend the battery life by as many as 1,600 charge and discharge cycle. So every time your battery runs low and you charge it up again, that's a discharge and charge cycle. So if there's an extra 1,600 in there, and if you charge your phone every single day, that's potentially another five years worth of charging right there. So 365 days in a year, do the math, probably four extra years of battery life it can add to that thanks to the battery health engine. That is the Oppo Reno 10 5G. It's 749 bucks. available at JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, and Oppo's online store. There is a link uh, on from Tech Guide. Colors are ice blue and silvery gray. If you want to take a closer look, though, check it out for yourself, techguide.com.au. Righto, the Blue Ant X3i portable speaker. This is a beauty as well. This is an Aussie company, by the way. Did you know Blue Ant's an Australian company? And it's uh, it's got a, a pretty powerful lineup of speakers. We, we spoke about a party speaker a few months ago. This is more your portable speaker, so fits in the palm of your hand. But despite its small size can really thump out the bass and, and pretty crisp output as well. The audio profile has been tuned by audio engineers, so you're getting that nice, crisp output, so real, real clarity, but also getting that bass that the company is best known for. Uh, so I think that that is a win right there. 
the new model has been released. The the X3, the original came out three years ago, so it's been a long time between drinks. It's had a slight redesign, uh, and there's a new design, a sturdier speaker base, so there's a base it rests on, and there's also Blue Ant's patented shimmer weave fabric that covers the whole thing. So it includes the Grammy-winning, Grammy award-winning DSP, that's Digital Signal Processing Software, and the patented, I love this, the patented, this is patented, this name, okay, Psycho Acoustic Bass. <laughs> that's their patent name for their bass. That's uh, That speaks volumes to me because the bass is pretty solid. So you're getting those really deep lows and those drops that you not only hear in your ears, you feel in your body. That's the sort of bass I love. The, the the Blue Ant really delivers. The X3i is IP67 waterproof, so you can have it by the pool, at the beach, or in the bath, wherever you want it. The duo mode also lets you pair another X3 one, X3i to have an even larger soundstage, and really, uh, that works wonders. The Blue Ant X3i, $249. It's available at select Telstra stores. But uh, you can also get it through the Blue Ant website, and I have provided a link. So you're getting portable 30-watt Bluetooth speaker, 15 hours of playtime with the built-in power, built-in battery, two 57mm drivers, two passive radiators, and a bass boost button, Bluetooth 5.0, IP67 rating, one-touch controls, and it has Siri and Google integration, USB-C charging, and auto power off to maximize battery life. If you want to check it out for yourself, the Blue Ant X3i, $249. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware, or viruses, or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you each and every week by our good friends at Belkin. Belkin's the place to go if you're after a range of products, whether they're earphones or chargers. They've got Apple Watch chargers, car chargers, charging stations, portable chargers, screen protectors for iPhone and Samsung, screen protectors for Apple Watch, cables, charging cables, audio video cables, and all loads of adapters and docks and hubs as well for your computers and your smartphones. Check them out belkin.com forward slash au 
Now, a question I get asked a lot, and the, the one thing that uh, a lot of people uh, have, they uh, suffer at home with poor phone reception. And it's okay to say, well, why don't you just change your phone carriers? But it's not always as easy as that. And I do, I do sort of try to get as much information as I can about their situation, where they live, and and their, and what they do. But there is one little feature on your your recent smartphone. So if you've got a phone that's like three to four years old, and it's 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 a sort of flagship, mid to flagship phone, there is a feature that can help you, and you should have this turned on all the time. The feature is called Wi-Fi calling. So what that does, it basically uses your home Wi-Fi network to increase the backhaul, so increase the quality and the, the strength of your signal so that you can make calls in your home. Where I am here, I'm with Vodafone. Reception without Wi-Fi calling is a bit scratchy, but with Wi-Fi calling turned on, my Wi-Fi network keeps the call, it keeps the call going and, I, and I've got much better reception. So I can tell you myself that this works. And there's a lot of other people that I've told as well, and they've tried it and it has solved their problem, as it may solve yours. That is our show for this week. Thank you so much for sticking around. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, you can find it, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, we love hearing from you. Info at techguide.com.au is our email address. Or easier, click the Ask Stephen icon, and that will get an email to me as well. And you never know, we could be talking about it on the Tech Guide Help Desk. We want to give a special thanks, too, to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who've been supporting the Tech Guide podcast for many years. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. We'll be right back.